Pashas Mitzera starts with the story of the purification process of the person who was afflicted with Tzeras. Now we know normally a person who is Tomei has to bring a carbon, and that's the Ritzui, that's what endears them again to Hashem, what completes the entire process. You find this by Yeledes, by Zava Zava, and Mitzera is in the same category. At the end of the process of their purification, they need to bring a carbon, and then they are restored to their regular status of normal Torah Jewish people. But what we find amazing is that at the beginning of the process, there's also a ceremony which needs to be done. And the Torah opens with the beginning of the process of the purification of the Mitzrayah. That we need to take two birds and we need to shecht one bird into a klicheres, into an earthen container together with maim chaim, with water which comes from a flowing river, and dip its eres, branch mesida tree, and a kind of a grass called an azov, into this mixture and sprinkle it on the material and then to let the other bird go free. And the question is, what's the significance of the beginning, so to speak, ceremony? It can't be a carbon because there are no carbonates out of the base of English. And if that's the case, what's the idea of the process of the two birds, of shechting the one bird and letting the other one go free? And the... Why are we doing this? What's it meant to teach the material? So first let's look to see why a person would be afflicted with tzeras. And we know, Chazal Taras, it's a Gemara, it's a Midrash, a number of places, that Tzeras comes from Lashon Ara. Lashon Ara is considered an Avera ranked equally serious to the three cardinal sins of Avera Zara, Gilarais, and Shvich And we understand that the effects of Lashon Ara can be devastating. But we know that the Isser isn't just because of the effect it can have. Lashon Hara in its own right is an extremely serious affair. And the question is why? What makes Lashon Hara equally bad, so to speak, to the affairs of Gilearai, Savit Azar, and Shvich So let's look a bit deeper to understand the root cause of the Avera of the person who speaks Lashon Hara. We know as a principle in the world, ever since the time of Adam Arishan, where as a result of the Chet of Adam Arishan, the world was combined of of good and of bad. So since then, it's nearly impossible to find someone or something who's 100% good. There's always a certain amount of Yetzirah. There's always a certain amount of Midas which aren't 100% perfect. There's always a certain element which could be improved upon or perfected. 
as good as a person can be, as meritorious as an act can be, as exalted as an, on the level society possibly may be on, but there's always room to be even better. And Chazal tell us that if Hashem would be exacting in din, even the obvious wouldn't be conf- found to be 100% perfect. There's a mixture of Tov and Ra. And on the other extreme it's true as well. Even in acts which are acts of Ra. Even in the Anonavera. It's possible that there's still a redeeming element. There's still a certain factor in it which is good. And like the Pasuk tells us in Eov, If one a thousandth of the Avera, one part of a thousand is good. That's already a certain aspect that the action is not completely right. There's a certain point of it which maybe came from a good place or could be justified or excused. That's the world we live in. A world which is a combination of Tav and Ra. But now here's the question. In that setting, in those circumstances, in that world, what does a person choose to focus on? Do they choose to focus on what's good? Or do they choose to hone in on what's bad? A person can see an action. Sometimes it depends on the interpretation. One could judge the person favorably and see what he's doing as good. One could judge him critically and see what he's doing as bad. That's why the importance of judging favorably the Chafetz Chaim brings as a part of the Hilchus of Lashon Har. Because if one person sees what one's doing and sees it as being something which is good, there's nothing to speak bad about. It could be understood in a favorable way, in a positive way. But even in action, which has different elements to it, a society, a place, which has its mildness and has its chesroness, one can choose to focus on what's good, or one can choose to focus on what's bad. And the Mitzayra, the person who gets Tsaras is the person who's Mitzayra. He looks to find the bad. He looks to highlight what's negative. He focuses on what's, on what's Ra. And that makes him diametrically opposite to Hashem. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like the Pasuk says, Ki Hashem dibir Yisrael. Yes, Hashem knows the truth of where Klai Yisrael are or are not holding. But Hashem chooses to look at what's good about Klai Yisrael. He chooses to look at and see and focus on the mailers of Klai Yisrael. Yes, the Chisrenus are there. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't look at that. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It doesn't mean there's no din. But when HaKadosh Baruch Hu thinks about Klai Yisrael, so he talks about the Ben Yakili Ephraim. Klai Yisrael is dear to Hashem because Hashem looks at their good points. So that awakens that feeling of love for Klai Yisrael. And the Malmut Shemra is exactly the opposite. 
He looks to find what's negative. He looks to focus on what's bad. And that's why he gets saras. Saras is considered like death. That even within a living person, there's that chaylik of him which is dead. It's part of the blend of Tayyip and Ra. That's a din of the Mitzar. And now let's look a little bit deeper. There's another area where we see that something can be explained positively or negatively. It depends how one chooses to look at it. It could be have a positive explanation, it could have a negative explanation. And this, the Gemara Brachas tells us in Dathman Hamid Base, is when it comes to interpreting dreams. One sees a vision in a dream, and it's indetermined what it's meant to indicate, what it's meant to teach, what it's meant to show him. And therefore, the Gemara says, Based on how the dream is interpreted, that's how it's going to be understood. How it's going to be miskayim, how it's going to happen, how it's going to be fulfilled. One could see the vision and give it a positive interpretation, and then it will be positive. One could see the vision and give it a negative interpretation, and then the result will be negative. And the Gemara tells the story of Abai and Rava who had the same dream in a number of times. And because the interpreter interpreted it positively for one, then the positive interpretation came to be. And he interpreted it negatively for the other, and then the negative interpretation came to be. And here we see that same koyach, that same yusoid. The way that a person interprets the dream is going to be the way the dream is fulfilled. It's the same you said. Just like the way that a person interprets what they see gives it kill. One can see it as positive, one can see it as negative. And now, Rabbi say, I want to share with you something unbelievable. The entire process of the Mitzvah involved a number of objects. The two birds we spoke about, one which was shecht and the one sent away. And we asked, what was the significance of these two birds? They're not korbanas. Why do we need to shecht one and send away the other one? And we need maim chaim. We need water from a flowing river. Still water is not good enough. It also needs an explanation. And we need a klicheres. An earthen bowl. The other elements which were used, the stick from the cedar tree and the hyssop grass, that Chazal already explained to us. That a Mitzvah who feels himself as haughty as a cedar should lower himself, humble himself like the grass. But what was the significance of the other elements? I was looking, I didn't find anybody who discusses it. I didn't see any interpretation. But I want to share with you perhaps an idea. From a Gemara in Brachas and Dathman Hamid Beis. And the Gemara in Brachas says that, Amr Bishur bin Levi, there are three things that a person can see in a dream. 
And they lend themselves to two possible interpretations, a positive one and a negative one. They're coming from Sukkim. These three elements, these three objects, there's a pasuk which explains them as the metaphor for something good. And there's a pasuk which explains them as a metaphor for something bad. And therefore, Rabbi Shobin Levi says, a person who sees one of these three things in a dream, he should, as soon as he wakes up, give it the positive interpretation, quote the pasuk where they used well, in a positive setting, before it occurs to him, the pasuk where they used as to convey a feeling or a sense of punishment. And here we see the koyach of interpretation. The koyach, how a person can see something and then it's up to him to decide how he's going to explain it. What are these three things? The first one the Gemara says is a person who's read Tzipar B'chalem. He sees birds in his dream. And as soon as he wakes up, he should say the Pasuk, like the birds which fly, something Hashem protects us. Before, he thinks of the apostle, like the bird flies from its nest, the person is exiled from his place. The flying bird can be a symbol of Hashem's protection, or it can be a symbol of a person being exiled. And the second thing the Gemara says is a person who's a raya nahar b'chalom. A person who sees a dream, in his dream he sees a river. And he should say the Pasuk that your peace should flow like the river. Before he thinks of the Pasuk that the troubles will come in streaming like a river. And the third thing that the Pasuk says, the third thing the Gemara says is two interpretations, is the person is very apart. And you should think of the Pasuk Hashem, Shalom, Hashem should, so to speak, brew for us Shalom. Before he thinks of the Pasuk in Yechesko, of the punishment, Before he thinks of the Pasuk in Yechesko, where, so to speak, Hashem is cooking up a punishment. These three items, there's two different psukim for each one. They could be explained positively, they could be explained negatively. And therefore, when a person thinks of them in a dream, he should give it a positive interpretation. Now, boys, let's think about it. These are the three elements which are used in the entire process of the Mysterio. The birds, the water of Maim Chaim from the river, and the Klicheres. And I think the message to the Mysterio is, that these things, you became a material. We're speaking of Shnara. You focused on the negative. And the first step in the process of the tire of the material has to be to look at what can be seen in two ways. And look to see the positive. You can see the bird which is shechted. But you can see the bird which is left free. Birds could be a sign of punishment. Birds could be a sign of Hashem's protection. A river could be a sign of peace. The river could be a sign of the enemy approaching. And something goes for the Kedera, for the part. And therefore, the items used to begin the process of the Tyre, the Matera, is what comes to teach the Matera at this point. It what comes to teach the Matera what's necessary in order to correct the underpinning of the mistake of Teras. 
which brought to Lashon Hara. To be able to see things in their positive sense. To be able to look for the element in something which is good. And that brings us to another point. We see in the words, in the eyes of the G'dayim of the Tanakh that when difficulties came upon them, when they experienced suffering, they referred to it as being mar, as being something which is bitter, something which is difficult, but not necessarily something which is ra, not something which is bad. One can see suffering and it's unpleasant and it's very hard to live with. Excruciatingly painful perhaps. But there's the element of it which is tov. Why Hashem is doing it is for a good reason. And therefore one can call it mar, but not ra. Miriam was called Miriam because of Ayyemarroes Chayyem. Cloud Excel's experience in Mitzrayim was bitter. Bitter but not bad. One could see that there was a reason why Hashem was doing it, and if that's the case, there was a good side to it as well. It made us into Klai Yisrael. Naomi comes back from the fields of Moab. She's lost her son, she's lost her husband, she's lost all her wealth. And her expression is, Kerenali Mara. Call me Mara, because Hashem has been very bitter to me. Yes, one can feel the pain, one can feel the bitterness. But to know that it's not bad. There's a perspective, even in suffering, one can see that it's good. And we find that even Yaakov Avinu was taken to task for this. When he appears in front of Pharaoh and he looks like this incredibly aged, elderly person, bent down by the sorrows and suffering he's experienced in life. And Pharaoh asks him, how old are you? And Yaakov tells him, I'm not so old, but I've had a difficult life. And Hashem punishes him for that. But for, says Chazal focused on one word. Yaakov says, Ma'at Few and difficult and bad were the years of my life. And Hashem said, how can you say that they're bad? Had Yaakov said they were difficult, it would have been true. To contend with a love and an Esav and losing Yosef and Dina and everything else that he went through was definitely difficult. But the time that the Basin Shalmada had on him is he called it Rah. He called it bad. That's focusing on the element which looking at it as something bad. It could be looked at as something which is good. Difficult but good. And that's when Mitzvah comes like this in Shabbos or God gives us that perspective. To look at the goddess. To look at Mitzrayim. To experience the morrow. We know that it's better. But in the long sense, in the longer view, we know that the goddess was something which was good. It really does to become Klai Yisrael, prepare us to receive the Torah. Within everything, one can look to see something which is bad. And that leads to Lashonara. The famous Gemara. The Gemara says, Eicho is written... In an alphabetical order, with one change, the letter pay becomes before the letter ayin. Why? Says the Gemara in Sanhedrin, because the miraglim were makdim pe la ayin. They put their mouths before their eyes. 
Why is that the definition of the mistake of the Miraglim? They spoke Lashon Hara. They discouraged Klai Yisrael. But the answer is, the root cause of the Lashon Hara is before they saw something, they had already decided what they're going to interpret it as. What slant they're going to give it. And therefore, they saw tremendously big fruit. That could be shown to see a size of the tremendous bracha that Eretz Yisrael had. Or it could be shown to show, look, this is the size of the fruit. Can you imagine the size of the people? Wherever they went, they saw funerals. And they could have seen it as Hashem's chesed for distracting the Knaim that they wouldn't be interested in them. Or could see it, that this must be a land which eats its inhabitants. There's a good interpretation, there's a bad one. one can be, things can be seen in different ways. And the way a person's conditioned himself in advance is how he's going to be able to interpret what he sees. That was a mistake, the Miraglim. Ektimu Ain. That is that they had already decided the slant they were going to give whatever they saw. And whatever they saw could be interpreted as bad. One comes to a society, one comes to a yeshiva, to a base medrash. And there's so much good. But if a person's looking, he'll find the one point which maybe needs to be worked on. The one area which isn't perfect. And if he's macked in Pele Ayn, he's already looking for a negative. So that's what he's going to focus on. That's the root cause of Lashon Nara. It's the interpretation that we decided we're going to give to what we see. And if we're looking for a positive, we're looking to focus on the taif, then we don't see things as being bad. We see that as Hashem does. Okay, Hashem taif. Hashem looks for what's good. And that's the entire process of the Mitzayra. For the person who's a Mitzayra, who's Moitzayra, he looks for the bad, the first best step to teach him is focus on the good. It's not to deny that the bad exists, but that's not what we're focusing on. There's so much good. Look to focus on that instead. Tafka, the elements we saw, which can, given them, can be explained in two ways, have both the positive and the negative interpretation, those are used to start the Mitzayra off on his process of Tara. And the message is, those same things which you looked at as bad, and therefore you spoke Lashon Hara about, you can change the peh. You can change the mindset. You can change what you're going to look for. And then you'll see them as good. Like we saw from the Tanakh, even the most difficult times in history, even the most difficult tribulations that a person can experience, it's possible to see them as tov as well. Not easy, not sweet. But if it's coming from Hashem, there's a way to see it as tough. Good Travis.